Hello and welcome to Love Signals. My name is Michaela McDonald, and I will be your host as we continue on this journey of exploring all the ways that love is sending signals to us and through us. Ah, oh, welcome back, everybody. Here we are. This is episode 38, and I'm recording this on Valentine's Day. It's wonderful. Valentine's Day is a holiday that I've loved a lot of my life. Even when I was a little kid, I loved making a bunch of Valentines for all of my classmates in school. <laughs> I guess I've really loved love for a long time. <laughs> I liked the arts and crafts of it all too, I think. And it's interesting because I have been thinking a lot about Valentine's Day and how I wanted to celebrate it with my partner and how I wanted to just make this this day that's it's falling on a Tuesday this year um, feel special. And simultaneously, I had not thought about how Valentine's Day ties in so much to this podcast and this idea of exploring how we can notice the presence of love in our lives more and how we can let that love in more and how we can also be, um, you know, kind of a, a, a window of that love, of that light. And so... It's cool to be recording today because it got me thinking about Valentine's Day and love signals and how they connect. So I've been having so many ideas lately. I just feel like, do you know what it's like when you kind of go through those phases of life where there's just so many ideas and so much dynamism kind of coming through, whether it's, I don't know, for me, it's like I'm having ideas about where I want to live. I'm having ideas about work life. I'm having ideas about my creative life. I'm having ideas about new kind of ways to approach coaching and my own kind of healing journey. Like it just feels like, woo, there's just been a lot. <laughs> it's just a lot. And I like it. It feels very dynamic. And it's so wonderful to be surrounded by friends and loved ones who can hang with all that dynamism and who want to talk about it all and and take it deeper, take it to the next level. So I really, I feel a lot of gratitude for the people in my life and um, and all the ideas that are making their way into my world. So that, that's that been really sweet. And on that note, and part of why I share that is because I had to really kind of whittle down what I wanted to talk about today because there's I have so many ideas. <laughs> but I've narrowed it down to three things. As always, I want to share a love letter with you all. Um, I also want to share a book review, but this isn't a self-help book. This was a fiction book, actually. Um, so I'm excited to share about that. And then also there's this idea that came from a podcast I listened to recently with Lewis Howes. It was on his podcast, the School of Greatness podcast, um, where he was interviewing Vishen Lakiani, who's the creator of Mind Valley. And I think I've referenced that podcast in last week's episode, I'm not sure, but it's an excellent podcast. I will make sure to link it in the show notes for this week's episode um, because it just was such a profound conversation. I felt like it was really, it's part of what um, has made me feel this like dynamic abundance of thoughts. Um, so I'll be sharing a very specific fun thing from that conversation. And I also just plan to reflect, and I'm sure it'll happen organically here, of how love signals and Valentine's Day can interact and how, you know, how to make, make this holiday feel good for you. And I know that this podcast will be coming out the day after Valentine's Day, but 
I think that we can have, you know, various forms of the, the yumminess of Valentine's Day, that emphasis on love. We can connect with that anytime. So I hope that this podcast gets to be a fun little continuation of your Valentine's Day celebration, whatever that might have looked like for you. All right. And if you're listening to this just a random day of the year, it might as well have some some magic, some love Valentine's magic. So let's get going. <laughs> okay, so where to begin? I listed a bunch of things, but where do I want to start? I think I'll start with the Mind Valley, um, well, the Vishen Lakhiani idea. So in his interview with Lewis Howes, Vishen mentioned that he was part of a panel or he was listening to a panel of all these different speakers and he couldn't remember exactly who had said this idea and I apologize because I don't even remember all the speakers he mentioned I know one of them was Layla Martin um, but the other names I didn't recognize as well and the idea was well the whole panel was about relationships and this speaker was sharing how so often we get into the habit in relationships of questioning if our partner loves us you know like and and then we'll start to analyze the things that they're doing and think oh he doesn't love me and that's why he didn't do this or he did do that or he did it and so it's our brain almost starts to put that that filter of looking for proof that this person doesn't love us and I, and I know I've done this in other in relationships romantic relationships as well as relationships with friends and family where we start to look for proof you know looking for proof of mm, maybe this is proof that this person doesn't love me as much as I thought that they did and so what this person was suggesting was to consciously choose to not only flip that but to also practice looking for and reminding ourselves of how much that person does love us so to say Oh, he loves me so much. Look at look at this thing that he did or look at this thing that he he didn't do <laughs> or or look at that smile he's giving me or whatever it is. So you can tie this idea of proof to actions or things that you're noticing. But I like to think about how you can just tie it to your awareness of that person. He loves me. Isn't that nice? Isn't it nice to know that he loves me? And when I shared this with my partner, Dylan, it was so fun. We got to really play with it because he and I have talked about the idea of how it can sometimes be hard to let love in all the way, right? He could say really loving things to me. I could say really loving things to him. And it doesn't always register all the way. And so sometimes there can be that insatiable quality of like, wait, I need more love. I need more reassurance. I need to, do you really love me though? You know? And so we've talked about the idea of, okay, how can we let love in more? And that's something I've talked about a lot on this podcast. I think I have one episode specifically titled that letting love in all the way or something like that. And so he loved how this concept of reminding ourselves of, oh, she loves me, you know, he loves me, helps to soothe and reassure that part because it's like, oh, right, like it's another way to gather more proof. It's, it's another, it's like a different filter to put on our day-to-day life. And we started joking around with rather than saying, like what if we became a couple that rather than saying, I love you, I love you too, we could say, you love me, 
you love me too. <laughs> and um, it just is so fun to me to play with this idea of of that that sense of confidence and and deep reassurance of knowing that the person you love and who you desire love from loves you. You love me. You love me. How great is that? <laughs> um, so I encourage you all to play with this with your friends, your loved ones. Um, it feels it feels kind of cheeky and 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 playful to me, and it's also very profound. And I think. I think when things can be playful, they have the potential to be incredibly transformative because naturally we want to gravitate towards the things that are fun, I think. I think most people want to gravitate towards what's fun and enjoyable. And play is how we learn faster. And so I think there's a way that the fact that this is kind of playful and light, it has the potential to really um, help us heal in new ways and to let in more love that's really here, which is the theme that I always am coming back to on this podcast of how can we let in the love that's already here? There is so much love here for us. So how can we notice that more? And how can we feel comforted and and soothed and be self-resourcing for that, right? Because it's like, yes, love is out there. Yes, we have relationships and are we really able to savor those relationships all the way? And furthermore, how does that improve our relationships when we really receive what people are sharing with us? I know for me, I can feel frustrated sometimes when I feel like I'm loving somebody and they're just not letting it in. <laughs> it's like, I'm doing the thing, let it in. And and then contrastingly, when somebody does let in the love, the gratitude, the compliment, whatever it might be, it feels so good. It's so nice to be like, oh, I shared this feeling, this thought, this idea, this appreciation, and it was received. There's something very complete about that. And so I think that as we're able to let in love more, whether it's by, you know, this playful idea of reminding ourselves, oh, you love me, you love me, you love me. <laughs> um, or through other things like the love letter writing or uh, thought experiments or things like that. I think the more we're able to do that, the more we're able to be really present with people. And that to me is one of the best setups for a happy life and happy relationships. Play with it. Let me know how it goes. If you want to tell me how that goes for you, I have an email address, lovesignalspodcast at gmail.com. I would love to hear how this goes for you and how you play with it and what you discover. Because I imagine you'll probably discover some other dimension to this as well. So moving right along, I'm going to share about this book that I read next. So 100 Days of Sunlight is the name of the book. And it's written by this awesome author. Her name is Abby Emmons. And huh, it's so fun because I discovered her through YouTube. She's a YouTuber and she has a um, whole YouTube channel about the science of storytelling. And I first discovered her because she, she you know, showed up on my feed because I love watching video essays about movies like 
um, Miyazaki movies, as I've mentioned on this podcast in the past. I love My Neighbor Totoro and Spirited Away and all those different movies um, done by Studio Ghibli. And I've also watched video essays that are more about um, live action films like Pride and Prejudice or other things like that. And so there was this um, video about like, why do people love Mr. Darcy? He's from Pride and Prejudice. Why do they love him so much? And what is the science of that character or something like that? And that was the first time I was ever exposed to this, this woman, Abby Emmons. And it was such a wonderful video. And she talked about something that I feel is profound that I think really ties into the wonderful world of love signals, which is how stories that really, I mean, I don't remember all of the details she said about Darcy. If you want to find that out, I, I, you know, I'll try to link that video in the description of um, this podcast as well, because it's such a good one. Um, but she was saying, you know, storytelling and and characters that we really fall in love with usually have a core a core thing going on. And it's basically character development is what she's talking about. She talks about how we love to watch a character transform throughout a film or a movie or a book. And one of the best ways to set a character up to transform is that you identify some kind of misguided belief that they hold about themselves or about life. And then throughout the course of the story, that misguided belief changes. They, they realize, oh, that isn't true. And they might realize it very overtly or they might realize it more subtly. And oftentimes when it's two characters who each have their own unique misguided belief or set of misguided beliefs, um, they, they can often be catalysts for one another to help each other realize the truth of the situation, realize that that belief isn't real. It's just, it's just some misguided interpretation of life. And so um, I'll circle back to that idea here in a moment. But this book that she wrote, that's so, it's so beautiful, it's so tender, it's so precious. It's called 100 Days of Sunlight. It's a novel. And she does such a beautiful job of really um, encapsulating this idea of she, she has these two characters. They're both 16 years old, a girl and a boy. And the story's told kind of from each of their perspectives and voices, which is really enjoyable because it's kind of like you're reading two stories at the same time, but they weave together. And they're teenagers, right? They're both 16. And they both have had these things happen to them in their lives um, that have changed their physical abilities and it's just so tender the way that they're able to help each other and love each other and um, I don't want to give too much away but the the initial premise is that the the girl kind of the main character was in a car accident and it's made her blind but the blindness is temporary and her doctors only expect it to last about 100 days so that's why it's called 100 days of sunlight right um and sunlight is a big theme in this book which is so beautiful to me because sun sunlight sunshine is such a theme in my life and in my book love signals which will be out very soon <laughs> i'll keep you all up to date with the release of that um 
And so, and then this boy who has his own history of having his own kind of physical handicap, um, hears that here kind of hears about her. There's this way that they kind of come together and he decides to help her and they become friends. And, and then the story kind of unfolds from there, but they each have their own uh, limiting beliefs or misguided beliefs about themselves and what's possible for themselves. And they're able to help each other kind of break out of those and they take turns, right? It's like, you know, he kind of helps her and then she helps him. And it so tenderly and beautifully illustrates how painful it is when we believe these misguided beliefs and the way that we can want to isolate and the way it's like there's such a it felt like such a familiar and such a well-described state of being for for each of them and it was distinct you know between her kind of experience of the despair and his experience of the despair but that kind of darkness that we can all go into I think is something that's kind of universal and there's something so beautiful about hearing it described and then witnessing these characters emerge out of it and and the people in their lives, you know, it's not just these two characters. There's there's other characters who help these two along the way and remind them of what's actually true. And so it's just so touching. It's, it's a beautiful book. I highly recommend it. It's funny. It's light, but it's also very deep. And one of the other aspects I appreciated about it so much was that it just felt so empowering. It really... It reminds me of a lot of the things I talk about on this podcast of, you know, you really have choice, you really have power, and you can choose to become the best version of yourself, like to, to like bring forth all your strengths all the way out into the light and to let it shine. So I encourage it. I hope you all pick it up. It's sold, you know, wherever books are sold. Um, it was just such such an enjoyable read and um, I hope you enjoy it if you decide to read it. So to tie back into this idea of misguided beliefs and all of that and to make it very specific about today, Valentine's Day <laughs> and love and noticing if we are loved or not. I know Valentine's Day can be a little tender for people and I know I've used that word a lot today but it illustrates a feeling that feels so so clear to me of the the tenderness this which can be like sadness or sensitivity or discomfort or you know lots of feelings that can be tied to something and I think Valentine's Day can be rather emotionally charged for many of us and whether that's you know oh my gosh will I ever be loved I'm alone will I ever have somebody to love who loves me back or maybe you're in a relationship and you're like, I don't know if this is, I don't feel that loved. I, you know, this isn't enough or, or it should be more or, or, um, or maybe you are deeply in love and maybe that feels scary in its own way. Cause it's like, oh my gosh, I really love this person. This is really vulnerable, but it's also really great. And so there's just going to be a lot of charge when I think we are thinking about relationships in general and Valentine's Day seems to prompt us to think about that. And I want to invite you to really bear witness and, and kind of take like a, a, a step back from the thoughts and the beliefs 
and the narratives that might be running through your mind. Really start to notice what you're telling yourself about your love life. Um, And I'll specifically talk about romantic love here for a moment. You know, really notice what you're telling yourself about your romantic life. And rather than needing to bring any criticism or any hyper analysis to it, just take a moment to kind of observe it, right? Observe it like you're some curious explorer and just think, huh, wow, I think about this and then I tell myself that and then I feel this way and then I think this thing and then I feel this way and it gets a little, I feel a little bit better when I think this and I feel a little bit worse when I think that or whatever it is for you. Just notice that your thoughts and your beliefs really have an impact on how you feel about your romantic life. And then I'd like you to invite in the kind of healthy doubt of what if these thoughts, these beliefs aren't true, which is kind of another way of doing the Byron Katie work of asking after you state something, is it true? Right? Like, let's say you're feeling unlucky in love uh, and you don't have someone in your life and you might tell yourself, I know I did this many years of my life, (laughs) but not the whole time. I definitely, that definitely shifted for me because of the love letter project I did. But um, I know there were many, many years of my life where, many moments where I had the misguided belief of, you know, nobody I like romantically likes me back. Uh, and I'm just, I don't know if I'll ever find someone who I love who really loves me. I don't know if I'll ever find that truly mutual love. And what a heavy thought, right? Oh my gosh, I can feel it now even just saying it out loud, even though I, here I am deeply in love and it's so mutual and it's so great. Uh, but that is such a heavy thought. And even just considering believing that I can feel the heaviness of it and so how how wonderful that we don't have to believe everything we think and I can ask myself is that true and it's such a clear no it's not true of course it's not true here I am in a mutual loving relationship and also even if I wasn't even if I was just in an open space just because that has been an experience in the past, and let's be clear, it's a biased lens of my experiences from the past, uh, doesn't mean it's how it's going to be moving forward. Why would I limit myself to only experience what I've experienced in the past? So I invite you to question the narratives and, and be almost as if you are the own author of your story. And you realize as you, as you think about the character that is you, oh, wow, my character has this misguided belief about love. And I look forward to writing a story for her where that misguided belief gets to change and evolve into a new belief that has space for all this yumminess and all this goodness of how sweet love can be, how easy it can be, how kind it can be, or whatever floats your boat. So play with this. Play with this idea of you know being curious about the narratives that you tell yourself about life 
be curious about how those might be misguided and start to dream up as if you are the author of your own story what you'd like the character that is you to experience yeah i like that that's a fun little recipe (laughs) all right let's do our love letter for the week it's so fun i grabbed um i grabbed is that the right grammar I don't know, but we're just going to go with it. (laughs) I scooped up a journal to look at for choosing this week's love letter. And I decided to go with one from early on in the love letter project. So this is from July 10th of 2020. And oh my gosh, there are so many amazing love letters in this journal. It's one of the smaller ones. I have two that are really tiny, really, maybe only like 100 pages, 50 pages. I don't know. Probably less. Yeah, probably like 50 pages. 40 or 50 pages and um there's so many good ones in here and it just makes me so excited like I don't remember all these love letters it's so fun it feels like happening upon some kind of buried treasure that I left for myself (laughs) so let's get into it Hmm. like a beam of sunlight in a storm you reach out through the dynamic chaos of this world And touch me, light me up, and remind me that the sun will rise again and the clouds will part. Your light fills me up, reassurance of the deepest kind, and I see the storm and chaos through new eyes. It is a dance, a pure celebration of aliveness and creation and destruction. As I open to this storm, I feel so alive. I feel so whole. This life is mine. I choose to live it, and your love is the breath in my lungs, the beat in my heart, the blood in my bones. I will show up for life because it is love calling to me. I will show up for life because I want to sing in love's duet. Loving you, Michaela, is the spark and the steady blaze. You keep me true. You fill me up. You lift my heart and beckon me into the dance. I really like that one. (laughs) I don't know if I have that much to say about it, but I feel how much it ties into what we've talked about today of noticing that we're loved, of seeing through new eyes. What if you saw your life, yourself, your world through new eyes. And what once felt like a storm now looks like a beautiful dance, a beautiful piece of art. What happens when you do notice the love that's here, that's calling to you, that's asking you to live your life, to give meaning to this beating heart and this breath and these bones? What is that like for you? Oh, man, this is so fun. (laughs) I hope you all are well. And I hope that whatever Valentine's Day was like for you yesterday or whatever Valentine's Day was like for you this year, if you're listening to this at a random time, I hope that you feel love. It's here. It really is. I, I know that deep in my bones. And even if you can't quite feel it, Know that it's here anyway, and it's ready, 
It's ready for you whenever you are. I hope that the coming days help you feel more and more connected to love. And if you want to send this podcast as a little love note to anyone in your life, that is such a great choice. (laughs) So I will leave you now and please know that I'm wishing you all the best. And remember, there is so much love here for you. May you feel it more and more every day in every way. Take care.